Take your Bibles and turn with me to Isaiah 46. And I have a friend, actually two friends, I want you to meet today, verses 3 and 4. These are two of my best friends in the Bible. I don't know how long ago it was that I just fell in love with these verses. And uh, I've got a Bible that I've had for a long time. It's highlighted, it's circled, it's underlined. And it is one of the most precious texts to me in the whole world. In Isaiah 46, we're going to read just a minute. We're going to talk about God taking care of us. When I grew up in church, all we had was a hymnal. We didn't have screens. We didn't have any of that. But we sang some choruses sometimes. Bill Gaither was just coming into reality, you know, and coming on the scene. But I remember singing this song, Be not dismayed, whate'er betide, God will take care of you. Beneath his wings of love abide, God will take care of you. And the chorus went like this, God will take care of you through every day or all the way. He will take care of you. God will take care of you. And so I just went home saying, well, God's going to take care of me. And then I've tested that now for a long time. How many of you know that God will take care of us? Amen. 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 He takes good care of us. And so I want to talk to you today about God will take care of you out of Isaiah 46, verses 3 and 4. Listen to me, O house of Jacob, and all the remnant of the house of Israel. You who have been born, now that's not born as in birth, but born as been carried by me from birth. I've carried you from birth, he was saying. And you have been carried from the womb. Even to your old age, I will be the same. And even to your graying years, I will bear you. I have done it. I will carry you. I will bear you. And I will deliver you. Let's thank the Lord for his word. Amen. Just thank him right now. Father, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, Lord, our rock and our redeemer. I pray it in Jesus' name. Open our eyes that we may behold wonderful things from your law, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. In this setting, in Isaiah 46, the people of God had sinned against him, and the Lord had promised when you sin, if you don't repent, I'm going to discipline you. So he had allowed a pagan nation, Babylon, to come and take his people off into exile. They'd been there for a long time. And God is just. God is merciful, and we're so grateful. And so in this text, he said, now look, you think that I have forgotten you and forsaken you, but I want you to know that I haven't, and I want you to know that good days are ahead. How many of you would like to know that there are good days ahead in the future? Would anybody like to know that? 
If you'll follow Jesus, I can assure you, there are good days ahead. Now, if you just play around with church, I'm not going to promise you anything. But if you'll get involved, and you'll get in the Word, and you'll pray, and you'll get in a group, and you'll be with other Christians, and you'll grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and take this thing called Christianity seriously, I'm telling you, good days are ahead for you. No matter what happens politically, no matter what happens in our culture, good days are ahead of those who follow Jesus Christ. So God had disciplined them. He disciplined them severely. Some of them had never even seen Israel. They were born in captivity. But in the midst of all this, God said, now look, I'm going to take care of you. I've done it before. Whether you know it or not, I've even taken care of you while you were in captivity. I am your God. And if you will stop sinning and start obeying, I want to bless you. I want to be good to you. I want to take care of you. First thing I want to say, you say, Brother Steve, where are the blanks? I left them out <laughs> intentionally. Oh, I knew the sermon outline. See, here's what happens for some of you. I, I figured you out. It took 18 years. When you fill in that last blank, a lot of y'all check out. No more blanks. So you'll never know when I'm finished or about to finish. I'll finish when I finish, all right? You okay? Some of y'all are out there just shaking. I can't do it without blanks. You're okay. Write the whole thing down. Learn shorthand. Do something. <laughs> oh, that was fun. Great. <laughs> Christian, God will take care of you. You got to learn that. He'll take care of you, number one, because God's promises, He promises rather, to provide care for His children. Just leave that on the screen so they can write it all down. God promises to provide care for his children today. I mean, this day. Did you know that today is all you have? Yesterday is gone. And you have no idea whether tomorrow will be yours. This is the only day you've got. Bible says, this is the day the Lord has made. I'll rejoice in it. I'll rejoice in it because it's all I have. I don't have tomorrow. I don't have yesterday. Yes, I wish there were, there's some times I wish I could go back and redo that. I wish I had a, a do over, but I don't, I don't. I just have to give all that to God. I can't do over something I said four hours ago. I have to just move on. That's all you can do. But today you got to live in today. If you'll show up today, every day, you'll have a better life. God says, I promise, I'm going to provide to care for you. You're my children. I'm going to do it today. Look at verse 3. Listen to me, O house of Jacob and all the house of Israel, you who have been born by me from birth and have been carried from the womb. He's speaking plainly now. He said, I'm going to take care of you. O house of Jacob, O house of Israel, Jacob had his name changed to Israel. So that's the same 
group of people there, the people of Jacob and the people of Israel, same thing, it's synonymous. Jacob, later named Israel, was the son of Isaac, grandson of Abraham. His name was changed when he wrestled with the angel of God. Angel of God's all over the Old Testament, the angel of God. Many, and I'm included, believe that it was the Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ. And so he's wrestling with him. And what happened was he was in a, he was in a fix. He, he was on his way back home. He'd been in a, a place for 20 years, and he had two wives. He had all these children, all of his children that would become the tribes of Israel. And he's on his way back, and he left an angry brother. You know, sometimes people can hold a grudge a long time. Well, Esau held one, his brother did, for 20 years because Jacob had ripped him off twice, really bad. I mean, he had really treated Esau wrong. And so Esau is coming, he finds out, and he's coming with 400 men, not to give Jacob a party, but to kill him and his family. And so he does what kind of stuff he does a lot of times. He just sends everybody on in front of him to go see Esau while he stays behind and worries. And he's down by Peniel, and the angel of the Lord shows up. Uh, Let me just tell you his prayer before the angel showed up. Genesis 32, verse 9 and following. Jacob said, O God of my father Abraham, God of my father Isaac, O Lord, who said to me, return to your country and to your relatives, and I will prosper you. I'm unworthy of all the loving kindness and all the faithfulness which you have shown to your servant, for with my staff only I crossed this Jordan. That is, when I went down there, all I had was this staff. Now I have become two companies. Deliver me, I pray, from the hand of my brother, from the hand of Esau, for I fear him that he will come and attack me and the mothers with the children. For you said, I will surely prosper you and make your descendants as the sand of the sea, which is too great to be numbered. Do you see what he's doing there? He's praying the promises of God back to the God who made the promise. I tell you, do that all the time. If you'll just take this Bible and make it your prayer book, your life in prayer will be different. He's praying a promise that God gave him. God loved him, but he knew he needed to break him. So he's down by Peniel. It's very interesting. The word Jacob means to deceive, to steal away. He was deceptive. But God got hold of him. And this angel shows up and he starts wrestling. Now look at me. When God is wrestling with you, he could win anytime he wants. All right. All he has to do is go and you're out. All right. You're no match for God. And so he's wrestling with him, wrestling with him, and finally says, and the angel said, let me go, let me go. I believe he was really saying, hang on now, hang on. Let me go, let me go. And I love what Jacob said. I will not let you go until you bless me. Have you gotten there? Have you gotten that desperate? Have you gotten to the point where you say, God, you're all I have. You're all I have. You know what bottom line is? He's all any of us has. Amen? Doesn't matter how much money you've got, it could be gone just like that. 
Your house, gone just like that. Your family, gone just like that. Your health, just like that, could be gone. All you have is the Lord, and that's all you need. He's all you need. So he's wrestling. I will not let you go until you bless me. And God changed his name, and I think changed his heart, and made him Israel. Israel. He went from Jacob, the deceiver, to Israel, the one who prevails with God. I'd rather prevail with God than to be deceptive, wouldn't you? So now God has changed him. And you know what happened? He goes and he sees his brother Esau. And you know what? God's always working on both ends. Amen? God was working on Esau's heart. Esau got off his camel, threw his sword down, ran to his brother Jacob, who was now Israel, and they fell into each other's arms. And they wept and they cried and they wept and they cried. They hadn't seen each other for two decades and they were reconciled. They came back together. Isn't that a beautiful thing? And so God said, look, I'm going to protect you today. I'm going to protect you today. Verse 3, he goes on, you who have been born by me from birth and have been carried from the womb. I'm going to take care of you. You're my people. I'm going to take care of you. People of Jacob, people of Israel, just like I took care of Jacob, I'm going to take care of you. I can attest to that. You know, about this time, Don and I uh, were getting engaged back in the day, and uh, we were really thinking about our marriage and all that. I was so excited. And we got married, and two months later, I, I got uh, married in June of 1980. I was ordained to the gospel ministry in July, and in August, we moved to Texas. And when we moved to Texas, you may not remember in 1980, some of y'all say, oh, I don't remember because I wasn't born. I understand. Thank you very much. I'm just trying to explain something in my sermon, okay? So please listen. All right. So some of y'all are thinking too loud, all right? So anyway, uh, we rented this rider rental truck, and our youth group helped us load up everything we had. That was a disaster, all right? I mean, those, I mean those guys were, you know, I had, I had big old guys carrying china and everything. I'm going to say, oh, man, this, this is not good. And so anyway, we got everything loaded up. And on August the 18th, we went to Texas. And we got down there. We were living in a triplex. We were right in the middle. And we went in. First thing we saw was we had bugs. And so we sprayed the bugs, and they went next door. And then they sprayed them again. They came back, all right? We kept spraying the bugs. I said, can we all just spray the bugs at the same time? And so we got in rhythm with each other, and we sprayed the bugs. And so we were in there. It had been over 100 degrees, over 100 days with no rain. No rain. Grass was gone. It was a dust bowl. I told Donna, we have moved to the moon. We are on the moon. We are not in Texas. We're in the, on the moon. She got a job about a week before we went down, and we were out of money just about. 
my sweet mother-in-law is here, and we had $200. Donna, we, we thought, you know, they'll, surely they'll give her a paycheck within a couple of weeks. I didn't have a job yet. Donna was teaching special ed at Joshua. We call it Joshua, Texas. I mean, I was in the ministry. I knew how to pronounce Joshua. They, but down there, they call it Joshua Way, all right? So when they write your check, you say, oh, I'm, I'm working at Joshua Way. That's right. And so she wasn't going to get her check until the end of the month. And so we had about five weeks to go on $200. Now look at me, $200 is a lot of money in some ways, but not over five weeks when that's all you got. And so my sweet mother-in-law is here today. They sent us some money. My parents sent us some money and we made it, but we were trusting the Lord and just believing that God's going to take care of us today. You can tell I've never been without a meal, right? If I wanted one, <laughs> I've always had food to eat, clothes to wear and a roof over my head. But the greatest provision God ever gave me was the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Aren't you glad that God will take care of us today? Amen. He'll take care of us today. Some of y'all came in here with a problem. I don't know what your problem is, but I know who the answer is, Jesus Christ. You know, you can take anything to him. He, he knows everything. He can handle anything. No offense, but he's better with money than you are even if you've got a PhD in money, all right? He's smarter with kiddos. He's better with relationships. He, he's the best guy to help you out with your marriage. He's the one who can help you with that guy at work that is wearing you out. He's the one that can handle you. God can handle it. God is wise, and he wants to bless you today. He really does. I'm not just trying to make you feel good, but I hope you feel good. I hope that you know that God promises to take care of his children today. This is the day he's going to take care of you. He's right now, if you could see all that God is lining up in your future right now, you would get, get down on your knees and say, praise God from whom all blessings flow. God's working on your behalf right now. He's, look, he's protecting you from your past. And some of y'all better say, amen on that. He's got you today. He's got you. He has you in his hand right now. Listen to me, O house of God, all the remnant of the house of Israel. You have been born by me from birth and you, I have carried you from the womb. I've taken care of you. You're mine. And I've got you today. All your sins are forgiven. The blood of Christ has cleansed you from all sin. Your name is in the Lamb's book of life. I'm preparing a home for you in heaven. You're part of the body of Christ here at Bellevue, the church, the ecclesia, the called out ones of God. You have a spiritual family here that you can come to. Greater is Jesus in you than the devil who is in the world. You don't have to worry about him. You just follow me. You're more than a conqueror. You are an overcomer in Christ Jesus. God supplies again all of your needs according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. And you are part of my church and you are my body and I, you are my bride and I love you and I'm going to take care of you today. Amen. Let's just give him praise right now. Amen.
They say, well, what about the future? I thought you were going to ask that. God will take care of you because God's promises, He promises to provide care for His children today. But secondly, Christian, God will take care of you because God promises to provide care for His children tomorrow. Tomorrow. Did you know that God is not only in today, God is present in tomorrow already. You'll never live a day that God wasn't there before you, all right? He is eternal. Now look at verse 4. If, if, this, if, this, can't, if this doesn't make you happy, then I don't know what to say to you. Even to your old age. That's why you didn't want to stand up while ago the whole time. <laughs> Even in your old age. I'll be the same. Aren't you glad that when we change, God doesn't? Even to your graying years. How many of you know something about that? You don't have to raise your hand. It's fine. I was ready. <laughs> I will bear you. I have done it. I will carry you. I will bear you. And I will deliver you. God said, now look, you guys messed up. I sent you to Babylon, but I want you to know that I've got a future for you. Even in your old age now, you, some of y'all came over here, you're just kids, and now you're grown and you're not grown. Now you've, you've gotten into your, your graying years, your, your hairs. You have lived your life in captivity, but I want you to know that I have cared for you while you were in bondage here in Babylon. And when the Medo-Persians came in, I took care of you. They didn't kill you. And now I'm sending you back to Jerusalem to rebuild my temple. I just want you to know that even in your old age, even in your graying years, I am a faithful, faithful God. Even to your old age, I'll be the same. Now, God was contrasting himself with the people to whom he was talking. They had not been faithful to him. And you and I have not been faithful to God. If God treated us the way we treat him sometimes, we'd be in a mess. We'd be in a big mess. Do you like it? When you, somebody ignores you, no. But when, what about you when you ignore God? You're too busy to read your Bible, which means he's not a priority. You know what? You do the things you want to do. You do. You make time for the things that are important to you. That's what I'm saying. You do. You need to make time to spend time with God because he is the most important thing in the world. And he's saying to you, now look, even to your old age, I'll be the same. You haven't been good to me, but I'm going to be good to you. You haven't been faithful to me, he said to them, but I have been faithful to you. He's contrasting himself with man. Man changes constantly. We change all the time. But God, the technical word is, is immutable. 
He never changes. Aren't you glad, number one, that God doesn't wake up in the morning because He never sleeps, all right? Aren't you glad that He's not moody? You say, what is moody? Don't tell me you don't know what moody is. Ask your spouse. They'll tell you what it is because they've seen it in you, all right? God is immutable. He never changes. He's reliable. Man is not reliable. Man is unreliable. But God is dependable. You can count on Him. Even when people grow old and change, God does not. He is steadfast. Verse 4, and even to your graying years, I will bear you. God's hair doesn't change color, even though ours does, if we would leave it alone and let it. That's all I'm going to say about that. He's got a perfect track record of being faithful to you. Did you know that? Never once was God not faithful to you. Never once was God not gracious to you. Even when he disciplined you, he could have done more and done it justifiably. And then he said, I, I just want you to know, just like a, it's like he's shooting a machine gun here. He, he just, he said, I, I just want you to remember, end of verse four, I have done it. You guys know that I have been faithful to you. I have done it. You have eaten well while you've been captive in Babylon and now in Medo-Persia. You have been dressed. Your kids have been taken care of. I have done it. I have been good to you. I have borne you. I have carried you. I have done it. And then he says, and not only have I done it, then he goes to the future tense. I will. I will carry you. I will bear you. I will deliver you. I have done it. I'll carry you. I'll bear you. I'll deliver you. I'll be faithful to you, just like I have in the past. I've got you. Look at me. If you belong to Jesus Christ, God has you in his hands. Quit wiggling, trying to get out. And just stay in his hands. Just stay in his hands. He's got you. He, he's smarter than you. He's wiser than you. He's stronger than you. He can handle it. You ought to just say, praise the living God. I'm in the hands of God. When I got Jesus, I got all this protection. I got all this provision. I got all this stuff. He's, gonna, he's done it before. I know he has. Looking back, I can see God working. And so I'm just in faith going to look ahead. I just believe he is going to carry me. He is going to bear me. He is going to deliver me. He's provided for me. Now, Jeremiah said the same thing in one of my favorite texts. In fact, these are some of my life verses here in Jeremiah 29, verses 10 and through 14. For thus says the Lord, when 70 years have been completed for Babylon, I will visit you. I will. And I will fulfill my good word to you to bring you back to this place. I'm going to bring you back to Israel. 
That's what Isaiah was talking about. You're about to go back to Israel. Jeremiah said, after 70 years, God's going to bring you back. Now, look at this. For I know the plans that I have for you, plans for welfare, not for calamity, to give you a future and hope. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. And you will seek me, and you will find me when when you search for me with all of your heart, and I will be found by you, declares the Lord. And I will restore your fortunes, and I will gather you from all the nations, from all the places where I've driven you, declares the Lord. And I will bring you back to the place from where I sent you in exile. Sounds almost like Isaiah. I will visit you. I will listen to you. I will carry you. I will bear bear you. I will deliver you. God promised I'm going to take care of my children. Don't you worry about tomorrow. Just stop it. Stop it. And you, you know what television does? It gets you all riled up. You get all riled up. This politician's saying something wrong. This group over here is not doing right. This group's got this new idea. Quit looking around so much. And look up. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your eyes on the one who said through Jeremiah, I will visit you. I will fulfill my good word to you. I will bring you back to this place. I will keep my promise. I will listen to you when you call on me. I will be found by you. I will restore all of your fortunes. I'll gather you from all these nations, all these places from where I've driven you. I'll bring you back to the place from where I sent you in exile. If you'll do that, I will visit you. I will listen to you like Isaiah said. I'll carry you. I'll bear you. I will deliver you. When you talk to the Lord, just pour out your heart to him and he will give you his word right back. Lord, I'm trusting your promise. He said, I'll fulfill my word. Lord, I've strayed away from you. I'll bring you back. Lord, hear my prayers. I will listen to you. Lord, where are you? I'll be found by you. Lord, I've lost everything. I will restore it. Lord, I'm falling apart. I will gather you. Lord, I'm straying into sin. I'll bring you back. Lord, I'm really lonely. I will visit you. Lord, nobody understands. I will listen to you. Lord, I'm weary. I will carry you. Lord, I'm worn out. I will hear you, bear you. Lord, I'm afraid of my enemies. Don't worry. I will deliver you. I will, I will, I will, I will. I've got you. I've got you in my hands and in my heart. You say, well, I don't want to grow older. Well, then. <laughs> do what you got to do. <laughs> Stop breathing, I guess. I don't know what. I'm going to keep going. Amen. I've gone this far. Might as well go the whole way. Amen. Even to your old age, I'll be the same. Even to your graying years, I'll bear you. I've done it. I'll carry you. I'll bear you. I'll deliver you. You say, well, I don't want to get older. Well, don't worry about it. It's going to happen. And money might get tight, but so so will your clothes. And I can assure you, your body won't function like it used to function. You won't be able to see the small print Ignorance is bliss. 
You might not be able to hear everything that other people say. Ignorance is bliss. Just smile and nod. <laughs> you might forget where you put your to-do list. And then when you find it, you might not be able to read it because you can't find your glasses. You'll deny being lazy. You're just saying, I'm in energy-saving mode right now. Thank you very much. And some days you'll feel like that you're get up and go, got up and went. You might even have to sign up for Social Security, and in doing so, you still don't feel very secure. But I'm going to tell you this. Even though man will disappoint us, God never will. God never will. He promises, I'm going to take care of you, not only today, I'm going to take care of you tomorrow. Until you come to my house and live with me. God's got you. I have prayed and claimed this verse for a long time. I hesitated to show you this because I don't want in any way to sound boastful or whatever. But I pray scripture cards. I've done it for a long time. And I want to show you the one that I have. That's my scripture card right there that I prayed these two verses. It's in this little pack and you can't have it. <laughs> This is my pack. I've wept over that verse. I've held that thing in my hands so many times. Listen to me, God says. O house of Jacob, all the house of Israel, you who are, have been born by me from birth, you've been carried from the womb. Even to your old age, I'll be the same. Even to your graying years, I'll bear you. I've done it. I'll carry you. I'll bear you. I'll deliver you. 